love and light beautiful people welcome back to mindful of soul i trust that you're all keeping well i am i'm attempting to record this episode whilst my youngest is downstairs occupied with her lunch and her sister's makeup so let's see how long i can record for trust that you're all keeping well uh so let's get straight to it So today I'm talking about triggers and what triggers are and what can be triggering. Um, There are, there is such thing as an emotional trigger and a psychological trigger and they can be positive or they can be negative. And essentially a trigger is something that you are, um, it's, it's a prompting of a response based on the familiarity of the said situation so for instance if you or anybody you know has been in um anyone anyone you know say for instance has been engaged it doesn't let's not always start with the negative but say if you know somebody who is engaged and when they got engaged your first response was to feel what what did you feel um, for me, when I've seen people get engaged, I always feel like my heart, my heart chakra, my solar plexus is just like, oh, I'm like, oh, bless you. Like, I trust that's the, what aligned to you in your life. However, it also triggers things within myself of feeling um, overwhelmed, of feeling um, a little bit suffocated like a little bit suffocated because it's not something that I want for myself and that doesn't necessarily have to be a negative thing you as a woman not wanting to be engaged or be married doesn't necessarily mean that's a negative thing this is again through conditioning of the society that we live in that we as women have that we must have these things I don't have no desire to get married I don't I just don't and I grew up watching Disney I love Disney I still watch Disney all now um, I grew up watching Disney and you know in Disney films there's a princess she gets married she gets you know the prince charming and he comes he saves the day and da, 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 whatever the case may be I still have no desire to get married I just don't um, it's just something for me that I that I just don't want for myself and that's okay and I and I think majority of the time uh, I mean um um not even majority of the time so sorry my daughter is at club and the teacher is messaging me sorry about that um i think the reason i i don't feel the desire to be uh, married or engaged and what that triggers within me is i almost feel like i don't have to have that I don't have to. And it's not something that I almost feel. That is something that I do feel. I feel, when I look at that, that's something I can make a choice of. I don't have to. I don't have to get engaged. I don't have to get married. Regardless of whether I grew up watching Disney or not. And that's what I took from watching these films growing up. Is that I always had a choice. It was my choice. Um, and as I got older and I became a teenager, um, one thing for me is that my mum didn't ever speak to me about like the female body. Me and my mum have never had those types of conversations. Like My mum never spoke to me about my period. Um, when I got pregnant as a teenager, we didn't have no conversations like that. Um, 
it was mainly through my dad and that I appreciate because my dad would always give me the perspective of the male hence why as I grew up I was more inclined to have male friends um, because it's almost like I had an understanding of how they operated because we were raised um, with our dad and my dad how he was with us with us with me and my sisters is that um, he would treat us like boys so we grew up in our masculine energy we were tomboys um, we came across quite masculine sometimes and for that I'm, I'm quite grateful because it gave me a different perspective and viewed things differently and allowed me to have the choice of how I chose to look at things you know I could have easily been girly and been um, in my feminine and that's how I look at my daughter my, my middle daughter she I'm a tomboy I'm still a tomboy now I do have my girly moments I'm balanced um my birthdays are 12 so one and two is the masculine and feminine uh, energy so I do have balance and I my dress sense can be quite versatile um but then my daughter however she is so girly very very girly <clears throat> and she too sometimes has her moments where she's a bit like a tomboy and in her masculine not even in her masculine but she's just a bit tomboyish and and that's lovely because she's allowed herself to have that choice and when I see her that triggers something in me where I'm like oh I just feel like I love that you're just making up your own mind for yourself not to say that people who follow society guidelines and societal expectations are not thinking for themselves not at all but we need to take into consideration the conditioning and the domestication that we had as children because that's where everything has stemmed from childhood how we were raised what we were exposed to in our childhood um the agreements we made with ourselves as teenagers and children of how we wanted our lives to be and some of us have really fought and battled to stick with um stick with these agreements um stick with these agreements due to us feeling like we're protecting ourselves or feeling or from these responses um this little girl is throwing me off sorry um so yeah so I say that to say that um majority of how I am now as an adult um I'm I'm able to recognize the conditioning from a young age and a majority of my triggers and responses have come from certain situations some situations that have been in my control and some situations that haven't um but again all of these things determine us as adults um and we also we always also have a choice we always have a choice always um so one of the things that can be quite triggering or which can trigger is remembering even down even saying this word of remembrance um what remembering is is it brings awareness and it brings um an awareness to that situation it brings it back to like you get transported almost back to that time and you remember that time and you feel it in your body and you feel it emotionally and you feel it energetically and whatever whatever that situation however that situation transpired for you will then trigger your emotional response to that situation you know um so for me like when I see people get engaged um I I always feel quite happy and pleased for them I think it's lovely I think oh well done because that's the choice you've made for yourself however when I see like the whole wedding situation I I I don't feel triggered but I feel a bit like 
claustrophobic I feel is it claustrophobic I feel very overwhelmed with like I almost feel like I can't breathe it like my chest starts tightening up and I'm just like oh that's not something I want I, I don't want it not to say that it's forced on me but this is a triggered response this is an emotional triggered response I have from witnessing my parents get married um and when my parents were getting married I think I've spoke about it previously my mum was the, the night before my mum was like a completely different person um she was just you could just see that she was just like really battling with her emotions um and she was really battling with with this with this decision that she had made for herself and even down to how it came about of my mum and dad even getting engaged to be married and get married um my mum had made the decision to walk away from the relationship she no longer wanted to be with my dad any longer and the one thing my dad knew that my mum wanted was to get married my mum always wanted to settle down have a family get married and she kind of struggled and battled with my dad because my dad was battling with his own demons as well and that's all my mum wanted was stability for her children and to be in a loving relationship and when it got to the point where my mum had waited almost and battled with my dad for so long and was prepared to walk away and she really had made a decision she was like no I'm done like I'm completely done I don't want to be in this relationship my dad then presented to her the one thing that he knew that she wanted which was to get married and he said look I will marry you I will do anything and my mom was like you will marry me of course this triggered something within my mum of oh I will finally get what I've been manifesting I will finally get what I've been battling for and everything I've been battling for will be worth it you know and that's how my mum and dad became became married that's how they that's what happened and that's how they went on to get married it's all because my mum had made the choice to walk away and my dad um didn't want to lose my mum and my mum and dad got married in Brighton and it was it was wonderful the ceremony was one wonderful I remember my mum had this amazing beautiful beaded dress it was beaded it was like it was custom made it was quite expensive but it was from like monsoon I don't know if they still have monsoon but you know in monsoon they have like proper dresses for like they're really expensive that's where my mum got her um her dress from and I loved the dress I thought the dress was amazing it was heavy I remember it was so heavy because it had so many beads on it but it was beautiful and I remember seeing my mum on her wedding day and just thinking oh bless her like she finally got what she wanted but she still wasn't happy within herself and for me from that moment moving forward I made an agreement with myself that I would never ever get married to somebody who I didn't feel happy with and I definitely no offense to anyone who has but I definitely have no desire to marry any man that's cheated on me absolutely not you can work through that all day long what are we working through? We're working through you doing dirt cheating. That makes no sense. We was in a relationship. The foundation for what this marriage is this marriage is based on is, has been violated because you've been out with other women. It hits differently. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's just for me. And this is, again, we're talking about triggers. These are the things. I don't necessarily feel triggered by it, but I feel triggered and it's not always a negative response. For me, when I see these things and I have a positive response, like this is a positive trigger for me because it reminds me of the work that I need to do on myself. It reminds me of the things that I'm probably still suppressing. It reminds me of the things that I need to confront within myself to essentially get over get over that. And I will get over these types of things, don't get me wrong, but I still don't have the desire to be married. To be in a monogamous, healthy relationship all day long, but I'm, I don't want to be married. I don't want to do the whole ceremony. I don't necessarily want to wear the ring. I don't want to wear the dress. I don't want to have to go through all of that. I just don't want to because I have a choice not to, so I don't. So I won't. 
and majority of the of this has has like I said has come from witnessing my mum and dad get married um if you if you was old enough or if your parents were married once you were born um because I know a lot of parents like the thing was to this is what I'm saying these are the societal uh conditionings of okay you meet at a young age you stick together you get a mortgage you get the house you get married then you have kids it's like no one said that that's how what life has to plan out by the way and as you get older and you become an adult you realize that life isn't that plain sailing life does not turn out like that and again this can trigger things within you because it makes you think hold on By the time I was 25, I thought I would have this. Hold on. By the time I was 30, I thought it would be this. Yeah, but what was taking place beforehand to get you to that space? And where, and I just want to say this. Let's just stop for a second. I just want to say wherever you are in your life right now, that's where you are aligned to be. Just sit wherever you are or whenever you're at home or whenever you're around people that you love, whoever you're around, however your life is right now, that's how it has aligned to be you take responsibility and accountability to where your life life is if you're thankful grateful and appreciative for where your life is give thanks to yourself if you feel triggered annoyed frustrated for where you are in your life give thanks to yourself because you have an awareness you are present you are here you are loved and the world needs you just wanted to say that so yeah so i don't even know why i started with marriage I speak about marriage a lot on my podcast, you know. It's definitely something that I need to delve into um, because it's something that, again, I don't want to say it triggers me because, again, when I see the whole engagement thing, I'm like, oh, that's amazing. You know, the surprise videos that you see online, I think it's lovely. When women show off their rings, I think it's lovely. Even when I see the pages on Instagram of, you know, sometimes you see um, they'll have like a picture of different rings. And it'll be like one to one to five of the rings. And I love to go through the rings. I think, oh, that's a lovely ring. That's a lovely ring. I don't have the desire to have it. And that's okay. One of my daughters may get married. Do you know what I'm saying? I've got female cousins. I've got aunties. There's plenty of women around me that, that, that could um, get married. So it's not necessarily always for me. Um, but again, something that I feel that I uh, would like to delve more into is why I do feel a a little bit anti-marriage I do I do I feel very anti-marriage and I just think that um we as women have been conditioned to believe that this is the this is the end goal like we have to prove our worth to the man we have to prove that we're worthy of being wives but what are they doing to prove that they're worthy of being husbands and if I was to ever get married I'm definitely not trying to be like some 1950s wife I'm getting up, doing breakfast, cleaning the house, looking on point and then send my man off to work and then deal with the kids and then and then go about my day. Hell no. This is the 21st century. It's 2021, hun. I've got things I need to be doing as well. If he's taking a job, he need, that job that he takes needs to fit in with our routine. I'm not getting up every day to do school run. He needs to do that also. Do you get what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, if I was to, if it was to ever be a marriage, which I don't think I would ever get married anyway, like per se, like, you know, the whole like certificate, the registry office, changing my name, I probably wouldn't do all of that. Um, but the matrimony of being in a monogamous relationship is definitely something that I would like to explore. Um, I have explored it, you know, I was in a relationship for a, a very, very long time, um, but a lot of things happened in that relationship and triggered things within me that I had to delve into and, and grow through and evolve through. And I'm so grateful for that relationship. Um, 
and whilst I was in that relationship there were a lot of people on the outside who I considered friends um that were saying certain things to me about my relationship but they too were in relationships with men who they were criticizing my man to be if that makes sense it's like but you made it was okay for your man to do x y and z and they're like yeah but that's different why is it always different when it's other people and for me being a libra um and being balanced and fair i just wouldn't move like that with anybody else and like i said i don't judge i don't judge because we're all just trying to figure this 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 thing called life out you know and we're all growing and we're all evolving and we all make choices and decisions and have agreements and mistakes and learn lessons or whatever the case may be so what better way to move than to move with love and compassion and kindness you know so when these things were happening to me within my relationship I felt triggered because I felt unsupported and I felt triggered because I felt like my friends were judging me and because I'm not that type of friend it made me develop agreements with myself of okay well with that said person I'm not going to be sharing certain things with that person because the way that they support me is just unfair and then when it comes to them you know nothing about them you know like that like this is another thing that I've I've realized as I've got older um is that I, I had people around me and I didn't know nothing about them. And whenever they wanted to t- talk to me about their life, it was, always, it was always in dribs and drabs. It wasn't ever enough to take from it. Do you know what I'm saying? It was like they would tell you enough to just keep you at bay. And it's like, well, I'm not trying to know your business, but we're friends. Like, you should feel... Not you should, again, this word should, not that you should, but surely as a friend, you would trust and respect and love your friend. Whereas me, if you're my friend, I love you, I respect you, I trust you. I'm not going to hold back from you because you're my friend. And I feel that at that time when I was in this relationship, a lot of people that were around me were almost like energetic vampires. They were just just latching onto my energy and they were trying to break me down, even though I was already battling with myself already. And a lot of the things I was going through when I was in that relationship were things I was triggered by from my childhood. And having a daughter alone was the biggest trigger for me. Oh my goodness, that was, if anything, that was like my real awakening to what triggering is. Like when I had her, it just unearthed a whole heap of emotion that I felt that I had processed and worked through or emotion that I felt that was no longer serving of me um and it was emotions that I just put to the back burner and I didn't want to deal with but when I had my beautiful firstborn daughter I love this little girl because she ignited so much within me um and all the triggers that I was going through I was I had I was forced to delve into these triggers and don't get me wrong I was trying to escape I was trying to escape from these triggers. The, this at this time was when um, I was on the contraceptive implant, and if you've been on the contraceptive implant, it's very intense. Um, and if you've struggled with mental health, as I did, as a, from a very young age, from the age of eleven up until uh, my mid twenties, I I shouldn't have been prescribed that. It was very intense and just wasn't fair for me to have taken that. Um, but I tried to escape these these triggers and this feeling. Um, it was in that that moment and in that space and in that time when I was I attempted suicide like more than three times I would say or at least three times um, I attempted suicide because I was struggling I felt very overwhelmed and I just wanted to escape I didn't want to have to deal with it because I didn't understand the connection to like with how I was feeling and the trigger and what that ignited within me I, I wasn't I was I didn't understand I was just like well how about you stop doing that so I stop feeling like this, you know? It was in denial. 
situation. And then as time developed and I took out my implant and I became more connected to self, I delved more into my mindfulness and I was exploring other avenues of therapy and counselling and and to help myself. Um, That's when I was was able to recognise triggers. I was like, oh my goodness. So you mean to tell me when my partner was doing X, Y, and Z, it was triggering something within myself that I'd grown up and witnessed when I was a child. And oh my goodness, you know, a lot of the time, that's what was happening to me. I was like, oh my goodness. It was helping me to make more sense of what I was feeling. And when you get reoccurring triggers, um, when you get reoccurring triggers and you have this reoccurring feeling, and there's things that you avoid. You're like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to deal with it because this is how it makes me feel. You're choosing to suffer. You're choosing to suffer. And you don't deserve suffering. You deserve love. You deserve compassion. You deserve kindness. And that comes from self first and foremost. had to take a break quickly I just got a delivery I'm just lighting some Palo uh, Palo Santo also so yeah to go back to what I was saying was um, majority of um, my triggers had been from childhood and these responses that I was having were um, these emotional triggers from these events that took place within my life that I then developed um a a an an agreed response if that makes sense um I just want to I want to I just want to say what a trigger is emotionally um what what it is so something that affects your emotional state often significant often significantly by causing extreme overwhelm or distress a trigger affects your ability to remain present in the moment. It may bring up specific thought patterns or influence your behaviour. Shall I say that again? Because I was like stuttering. <laughs> Something that affects your emotional state, often significantly by causing extreme overwhelm or distress. A trigger affects your ability to remain present in the moment. It may bring up specific thought patterns or influence your behaviour. So sometimes when you feel triggered or you get triggered from whatever event just took place that caused this trigger, it can be quite easy to stay in that, in that state, to stay in that energy because it's familiar, it's something that we develop to help protect ourselves, in quote-unquote commas. Um, and essentially, we're not protecting ourselves. These triggers, and when when we get triggered and we feel these feelings, these are reminders, we're being reminded that we have to work through these things. These are things that we have to work through. So even if there's, some, even if there's something that I've said in this podcast that's made you feel like, what? What? Oh my God. Is she talking about me? Is that... You have to delve into that for yourself. Sometimes I do that. Sometimes I watch something and I'm like, oh my God, is that directed at me? And I'm, and there's people I don't even know. Again, 
if it, if you feel if you if, if it comes to your mind of is that directed at me chances are there's something within you that is, re- that is resonating with but because we're sometimes in our ego and in low vibrational energies we we just take offense to it and we take it personal and then this again keeps us in a state of just being like woe is me it's almost like a victimhood um it's, it's almost just like the victim state of mind <clears throat> when essentially that's not how it has to be um when you feel triggered by something and you have these these um these outbursts almost and sometimes it's like you know if you're like just getting on with your day or you're just like in the kitchen you're trying to do dinner and you know like when you're when you're in the kitchen trying to do dinner you zone out anyway you know like when i'm doing dinner i like to put on um i like to put something on while i'm while i'm while i'm cooking whether it be a podcast whether it be something that i'm watching on netflix or something that a little a seminar on youtube i like to just put something on because i'm you still taking that information so it's always good to have something on in the background that is uplifting higher vibrational and informative so i like to do that and sometimes when i'm listening to it and i get so caught up in what they're saying and i then like go off on this this like in my mind by the way I go off on this tangent of what I think that that could be and what that's triggering inside of me and me and my my ego and my higher self battling with each other of what the what they actually means and what we can take from it and then say like one of my children may walk in or their dad might walk into the kitchen and ask me a question and I'm like why are you asking me that why why are you asking me that I don't know why do I how do I know where it is why do you want me to get it you know and my first response is like an unexpected almost out of the blue response and they may stop there and be like okay you don't need to talk like that like okay you know because you've probably triggered something inside of them and what they've done is triggered something within you or within me in that situation without like unknowingly to them they're just in there they're just doing their thing they're just coming into the kitchen asking a simple question and because I'm so caught up and wrapped up in something else and I'm not present in the moment I'm now triggered even more I'm now triggered and I'm definitely not present. I'm now in a whole different energetic field. Um, but what I do is I quickly center myself. So sometimes when I when I am in my own thought pattern and not my thought pattern, but I'm in my own thoughts and I'm just like just going I'm just battling with myself or whatever the case may be and somebody walks in and like interrupts what I'm doing or interrupts with what I've got going on. I just take a deep breath. I just bring it back to my mindful state of mindfulness and just be mindful of how I'm moving, how I'm acting, how I'm behaving. Just be aware, just to bring back a mindful approach to to what it is that's going on. And when I take that breath and I'm mindful, the first thing that comes to comes to myself will be it's you. It's a reflection of you. Like detach yourself from what they're saying because they're just asking you something simple and you feel triggered by that because of you. It's a reflection of self. So that's what I love about doing mindfulness and that's what I love about um, just meditation in general. It just allows you to just bring back to self and center yourself and not be lost in the moment but be present, you know? Um, and we can we can get triggered just from just from memories just from remembering have there been times where you've had conversations with people and they're like oh do you remember that time when it was like 2010 and we went to that place and rare 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 something could have happened in that place with you that you haven't like processed and digested as of yet and that person mentioning it has triggered something for you so your first response may be oh that's shit that's dead 
yeah yeah i remember it but it wasn't all that and the person's like what it was lit it was banging do you know what i'm saying because you, the way that you've experienced it or whatever happened to you at that time it doesn't have to be negative or positive it doesn't necessarily have to be negative it can also be positive but whatever happened to you at that time is your response which has triggered you um again um I did say this at the beginning that I am attempting to record whilst I have my youngest child here she isn't napping so she's like downstairs doing her thing um I had to bribe her with one of those small like you know those little lollies they're like the tiniest lolly you can find I had to just bribe her with that like please just sit down but anyway she got her legs stuck behind the sofa she got this real thing for climbing climbing behind the sofa so I just had to go and help her um so yes, I hope this is all making sense and it's all flowing and you're taking from this what you're taking from this. Um, in this bit, I wanted to say about, um, um, for me, with triggers, I also feel that um, remembering, this remembrance is triggering because it's, um, it's this connection that we have to the past and being being nostalgic is also quite triggering and also very can be uh, quite detrimental to us because nostalgia essentially is living in the past it's bring like you know when you know when you're around somebody and they always talk about oh do you remember that time from like 2010 or 2008 oh i remember that was like 2007 those times have passed not to say don't have memories that's cool but we're not going to sit there unpack and live in that moment and think that we're still those people from back in the day I'm not even the same person I was last week let alone in 2007 Jean do you know what I mean like cut me some slack and I would and I would trust and hope that you are a different person than who you were in 2007 2008 and who you were last week you know it's all about evolving um but it, again, we have to be mindful of what evolving is. We have to be mindful of what healing is, of what growth is. Um, I think that, like, now, even when I say I'm a whole grown woman, like, no, I'm not. I don't feel grown. Of course I feel grown, like I'm an adult, a responsible adult. But I'm I'm still growing. Like, at 31, I don't know everything. I don't have all the answers. And a wise man knows he knows nothing anyway. So I'm not ever going to always have the, have all the answers. Everything is ever-evolving. Um, but when I was younger, I always thought, you know, when you're an adult, especially by 30, you'll have it all under control. You know who you are, you're this, this, that, and the third. And that's not what it is. And it's beautiful when you realise that that's okay. And it's beautiful when you realise that you are allowed to be whoever you want to be and move at whatever pace you choose to move at, you know? Like, it's absolutely fine. Um, I thought I'd be, like, a millionaire by the time I was 30, 30. And even though I'm nowhere near that, like being a million, not I don't want to say I'm nowhere near, but I'm not as close as I would like to have like like to be. But that's okay. I'm still on the same path. I'm still in alignment. I'm still where I need to be and where I'm going, and that I'm grateful for. Um, I don't think I'd be able to get to where I am now, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, without having to do the work. I don't think I would. I don't think it's feasible. I don't think it's possible to get to where you want to be and have these things in your life if you haven't worked through the things that are that that are eating you up or battling battling with you inside um we we will always have these connections to the past of what's happened in our lives you know um and that's okay 
but we have to work through work through these triggers and we really need to come to a, a mutual common ground of um of who we are and evolving and evolving um i was watching something this morning and it was around triggers and what what triggers are like emotionally and psychologically and in in one of the videos I was watching on YouTube he said do this as a reflection exercise like to help you identify what your what your triggers may be or to for you to identify what it is to be triggered for yourself you know because for me when I like when I get triggered, I don't necessarily start wiling out. I'm not an angry, triggered person. Well, it all depends on what the situation is. But majority of the time, when I do get triggered, I just go very quiet. I go very, very quiet. Um, And I think, again, just to bring it back to my sun sign of being a Libra, I think a lot of people are surprised when Librans are quiet. I think they think that Librans should be like these, this boisterous, loud person and it's like no you're only like that if you choose to be like that and your sun sign doesn't really play a role in that what it can do but you know so anyway on this on this exercise he said to reflect on these things yeah so this is the list that he said to to reflect on and help you identify your triggers or if you if you feel triggered or whatever comes up for you so in the first one is reflect on people in authority Number two was people who are loud and boisterous. Number three was people who are timid and shy. Number four was people who are attractive. Number five was people who are not attractive. And then the the last one was people in physical or emotional distress. So I haven't done that exercise as of yet. But I will, I will lightly go through them with you guys now. So reflect on when I think of people in authority, what triggered comes up for me. Frustration. Frustration. I feel annoyed. That's, that's, that's what's triggered for me. So I'll write that down. I feel annoyed because some of the people in authority... Um, are corrupt are unfair and practice injustice and that goes against everything I am people who are loud and boisterous oh child I get this feeling of wanting to intervene and help that's how I feel when people are loud and boisterous like when you're like I'm just a loud person this is just why I'm so loud you know there's a saying that says the loudest one in the room is the weakest one in the room and even that being a that you being the loudest one or boisterous doesn't necessarily mean a weakness of physical physical a weakness but emotional it's like um or mental or spiritual it's like when you really break it down what are you being loud for what is the need for you to be loud do you do you what are you being loud because you want us to all know that you're here do you need validation do you need what like what what is the need i feel nurturing that's a, that's what triggers for me i feel nurturing and loud and boisterous yeah i just feel nurture i just feel like nurturing just like just wanting to understand understand more so what makes you feel like that because yeah yeah again it's like but why and i'm not saying it like that to be like 
like you can't be loud and boisterous like don't get me wrong go for it but when you're loud at all times you're trying to have a conversation you're shouting at somebody it's just me and you and you're shouting and being loud what is the need please like what why are you shouting right now do you get what I'm saying and that's how I feel again if I'm around somebody who's being loud and boisterous majority of the time I'll just go quiet because in my own mind I'm thinking why are they actually so loud and boisterous like that I wonder what they feel triggered by I wonder again just a nurturing energy of just wanting to have an inner standing of who you are really and so I can better help understand you not even a criticism to be like you're so loud man stop being like why are you shouting for like you know that's a form of weakness like I wouldn't I wouldn't say that I'm just and I quoted that saying because that's a saying that always stuck out to me so whenever I hear or see somebody being loud I, I I used to think I used to get that triggered thing of being like that person lacks emotional strength or spiritual strength or like whatever the case may be but that's not what it is at all times um I've evolved out of that um but I just use use that quote um I just thought I'd use that quote. So yeah, I, I I automatically feel like a nurturing feeling of just wanting to have an inner standing of why you feel the need to be so loud. Um, if you was a five-year-old kid or a seven-year-old kid, fair enough, but we're adults. When you're like a 25-year-old man or 25-year-old woman or you're like 30 and you're like shouting, <laughs> it's like, what? why are you so loud? And I say that like because I was raised by parents who are loud. My mum, if anyone, if anybody, if anybody's listening to this, they know my mum. My mum is loud. My mum is so loud. Like she's always shouting. And my mum, like, and I keep saying this to her, like, it's disrespectful that you do that. So when my mum's shouting and I say to her mum, can you please stop shouting? She's like, no, I won't stop shouting. Mum, do you know how disrespectful and rude that is? I'm asking you to not shout because I don't want to be shouted at. <laughs> I don't want you to shout at me and I don't want you to be loud around me like this just quite unnecessary like you're making me feel unsettled again reflection of self something I delve into but let's just be real we're in the middle of Primark what are you shouting for let's be real you know again I don't say it as a criticism I I genuinely feel like a nurturing energy of just wanting to have an understanding of how that person is and why the person is like that um number three was um what reflect on what if reflect on the trigger you feel when you think of somebody who is timid and shy I feel I don't feel I don't want to say angry I feel frustrated I feel frustrated this triggers something from my from my inner child my inner child feels angry my inner child feels frustrated um because I I am quite shy I'm a shy person myself um and oh hello have a visitor i am hello babe hello i'm doing the finger on the finger on the lips you can stay but just be quiet yeah um reflect on the trigger you feel when somebody no mama when they're timid and shy i feel again yeah my inner child nina I feel my inner child feels triggered because yeah, like I said, I'm I'm quite shy myself. I'm a shy person, um, but sometimes it it annoys me. You did say that. Sometimes I feel annoyed because I'm just like stand in your power, use your voice, you know. Um, but again, it's not my it's not my place to decide for somebody who isn't in their power. Or to even have that judgment of them not being in their power because they choose to be shy and timid. 
that could be their that could be their traumatic response that one doesn't work go and get a different one and i'll do it for you go and get a different one that could just be how they've been conditioned from a young age you know um i also feel a little bit of i feel i think i feel angry because i feel angry because yeah the anger is coming from who made you feel like that you know again it's it's still from a it's still from a nurturing uh viewpoint like I want to know again just to have an inner standing of who why you are like that what happened to you in your life that's made you feel like timid and shy like what has contributed towards you being like that and having that type of energy and who is responsible for that that's what angers me um I think because as I was growing up and I felt um, there were times where I was very shy, like very shy and very quiet. Um, and any time I would be loud or be the one to make jokes or whatever the case may be, would be to distract myself away from being the shy one because I didn't want to be questioned about why I was so shy or why I was so quiet. Don't do that, please. She's got pretend like child nail varnish and she's not on my rules. Um... So yeah, it was it was something of feeling. No, no, no. You do it on your nails, baby. Just do it on your nails. Um, like who done that to you? Who made you feel like that? Um, because that again, my inner child is coming out, and my inner child feels anger because there were times where I was shy and felt quite timid, and that was against my spirit. It was against my my whole being of who I was. Um, because when I was growing up, the conditioning and domestication I went through was very intense and very strict. So when I think of somebody being shy or timid, my initial response is, yeah, who the F made you feel like that? Later, like I felt annoyed, I felt angry, not at the individual, but at the contribution from another being that made you feel like that, if that's the case. And some people may naturally just be shy and timid. But again, all these types of emotions and these energetic states come from somewhere it comes from somewhere um number three number four your reflection on your trigger when you think of somebody attractive I just think good for you go for you good for you go you (laughs) like yes I love when I see beautiful people I love when I see beautiful confident people there's a big difference between being beautiful and confident and for me one thing that I love to see is um is is big women in their confidence i don't know what it is about women plus size women or women curvy full women that makes me that ignites something in me honestly like whenever i go online and i see these women um and they are they're not society's ex like expected norm of how women should look annoying um and I'm slim I'm naturally slim like I'm a really slim woman so even I get annoyed by it it annoys me when I see um when I see like they're constantly just promoting like slim women it's like what about other women I think I went I went into a shop or I see online and I I went somewhere actually and I see the mannequin she had like rolls on her belly I was like yes oh my god I love that and there's also another billboard I've seen it at the train station I think it's pretty little thing can you not wipe that on my pillow please babe um, I, I think it's Pretty Little Thing or like Misguided or one of those like brands and there's women in swimming costumes. I think it's a swimming costume or underwear and they have a plus size woman on there. And when I say plus size, 
it's like it's a size 12 even plus size like she's just a size 12 at this point like just let the woman live her life but when you see when I see women like that on billboards I'm like yes queen I love to see stuff like that I think that's amazing because when we were growing up um it like you were so conditioned to just be mindful of your weight and the minute you was like a bigger girl it's like you would get run for being a big girl it was sad and I think like now there's more of a lenience there's more of an acceptance of accepting women we still got a long way to go um but the acceptance finally and it's even a shame to even say that because all women are beautiful and it's 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 not even finally I'm saying like for our generation because back in the day when it was Marilyn Monroe and women of her generation they were all like full figured woman they had like the belly they had thick thighs they had full breasts that was fantastic like come on and then as time developed it was like the stick thin flat-chested woman was in style and that was my time to shine because you know (laughs) that was my time to shine um but I love the inclusion of all women of size so for me when I think attractive I just think of a plus size woman um and I I initially feel confidence within myself I do and I and I love the feeling of um I love I love that feeling of finally women being accepted and included um that's what I think when I that's what I get triggered by when I think of attractive yeah when I think attractive not attractive hmm not attractive You painted my nails. What colour is that? I love it. Thank you. Thanking you. I love you. You're amazing. You're my best friend. You're my best friend too. Your dad and your mum, yeah. Are we your best friend? Yes. Love you. Go in now. I just had to have a little moment. She is so amazing, honestly. Right, so let's get back to this. Number five. Is it number five? Yeah, number five. What do I what do I get triggered? What do I feel when I think? Well not feel. Oh thank Daddy you. That's Daddy and Mummy. Oh wow. That is me and me and Daddy. You keep that in your room. It's a picture that we have, a picture of her dad and myself that I keep in their room on their shelf. She always brings it to me. That was way before you was born. Yeah. You wasn't in my stomach then. I think I just had I just had Harlem. I just had your sister. Your sister was like one years old, if that. You was nowhere near being born. <laughs> It was really. <laughs> what do I? What do? So a trigger for me. Yeah, that's it. I think. I feel. Who decide? Who decided? Who decides that you're not attractive? Who decided that? That's what I feel triggered by. I, my trigger is who decided that that person wasn't um, attractive. I'm gonna have to pause again because now the door's ringing. 